right. We got our levels fixed and we're recording now. This is episode 196. 196. Four more to go. We're going to try to ring in the new year with episode 200. I sound like it's a pretty good plan. Man, this is, uh, you know, about the first week of November. Shouldn't be too hard to do. Surely we can crank out four episodes in two months. Month and a half, if you count the holidays. I mean, you know how busy we always are during that. Yeah, I think that'd be cool if we dropped episode 200. January the 1st, 2024. I don't see why we can't. I mean, even if we do a little pre-recording of it, of course, you know, all of them's pre-recorded, but. Yeah. If you're hearing this, we recorded it. (laughs) Pre. (laughs) All right. I hope everybody's still got a few Halloween fumes left in the tank, even though it's November the 8th at the time of the recording. This should come out on the 9th or 10th. Uh, I'm going to edit it tomorrow, so maybe I'll get it uploaded tomorrow. Um, Man, did I tell you how long it took me to edit the last one? No, I uh, I boogied right after that one, and I listened to it on the way home. I know. I don't know how long it normally takes you to edit, but it took me right about four and a half straight hours. <laughs> four hours per one hour podcast. Yes. Wow. What was the problem? Uh, no, really wasn't a problem. There was just a bunch of ums and huhs and sniffles and snorts and very long pauses that I Preg- just pregnant pauses are a problem because we Google stuff and we're sitting there looking stuff up, but we don't think like this is an audio medium. They're just hearing dead silence. Well, that um, with us not being together with us doing it over Zoom. Yeah, it uh, you don't really think of the pregnant pauses while we're looking stuff up and whatnot. We need to do like like Joe Rogan has have like a person over to the side looking stuff up for us. Well, even then we'd be silent waiting on them to look it up. No, because they kind of move on on the podcast from what they were saying, and then they pull it up and they go back and look at the statistics and you know the information he pulled up about it, whether they were wrong or you know that kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's not that hard to edit it out, though, honestly. Just takes a little bit more time. The main thing I want to do this episode, so this episode is going to be the opposite. We're going to start with the news. So we got a little bit, a couple things to talk about. One of them I'm really excited about. And then when we come back from our break, we're going to go over, we we put our list out there. We wanted everybody to put in order for us for their horror movie villains. And we had a few responses. I don't think we're going to be able to get all of them because what happened was I put out this post and it was a list of the horror movie villains. And I just wanted them to copy paste and number them in order from their favorite to least favorite. But then it started getting shared by different people, which is good. But different people commented and responded to the different shares and all the comments didn't come back to the the original post. Yeah, so I think there's some shares out there where people shared it. And other people replied to that share, but I don't, I mean, I, there's, I don't know of any way to know how to find them all. So we're just, the ones we found, we're going to read off. Yeah. Including mine. And you, you're going to do yours from the hip willy nilly. I'm doing mine straight up live, straight off the hip. That could be good or bad. We'll see. Yeah. Well, well, I did mine last night. They don't sound good. I just have you edited out. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the way things work around here. <laughs> 
If it don't work right, I'll just do a part two and nobody will ever know. Um, so let's, let's just do the news real quick on this first okay. part and well, then we'll get to, we'll get to had, the other people's lists. We'll get, we get to hear said, from our listeners. You said that you had something big that you're excited about. So go ahead and start out with it. Huge. I hate to start with the biggest thing first. Cause for me, this is the headliner announcement. Okay. There is a, a, a film franchise known as Ghostbusters. You've probably heard of them. I think I've heard of that. You know, in 2020 something, they released Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is an amazing movie. 2022. It was awesome. But they've already they've already released a trailer for Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. And you know what? That was honestly the first thing on my notes. I just found out today. I was going to me too. I was going to ask if you'd seen the trailer yet. I did watch the trailer. And one I did day, not. Well, I'm glad I did this time. You know, we talked about trailers last episode. I'm I'm glad I did because it confirmed for me the biggest question, which is, is everybody from the original cast returning again? And it looks to be like they are. Yeah, but you know how trailers go, man. No, Bill Murray was in there and he was the big, you know, I don't know if how big a fans, hardcore fans people are out there, but. But behind the scenes, Bill Murray was the big holdout for a third Ghostbusters movie for a long time. Like they want to do a Ghostbusters three right after part two. Well, he hated Ghostbusters two. And while I agree it was nowhere near as good as Ghostbusters one, but and it, it had its problems, but yeah, I think the problems good, with Ghostbusters two, yeah. I thought the problems with Ghostbusters two were minor problems. They wasn't like major issues. It was some tweaks could have been made to make it better. Like maybe some some of the casting choices were kind of like eh, and some some of the the plot stuff in there was was kind of off the wall, but for the most part, it was a good movie. Uh, but evidently, they he just didn't enjoy making it, and he was just going through the motions. And uh, I don't know what all else went on behind the scenes that burned him out on it. But the rumor has it that he were throughout the years he's been sent several scripts that he threw in the garbage and wouldn't even read. And that's that's just a rumor. And he said he well, said in interviews. And when asked about Ghostbusters, you know, he was he would praise part one, kind of shit on part two and then make it known he's not interested in a third. Um, well, maybe Afterlife was the part three that needed to get him back. I think so, because he went he went on record saying that when he read the script of Afterlife, you know, in um, the passing of uh, his name's not Egon in real life. Harold, no. Um, what is Harold Ramis. Yeah. Uh, I think that had a lot to do with you know him willing to come back and do, and honor his you know legacy or whatever. Um, but I think once he saw how good Afterlife was, he was like, okay, I can do some more of this this stuff. I guess I don't know, but either way, he was definitely in the trailer. So which means at some some level he's gonna. And there was a little while there I remember them saying because Dan Aykroyd he's always been pushing hard for Ghostbusters three and. Bill Bill Murray at one point said, "Only way I'll do it is if you kill me off in the first reel, which that's cinema term for like the first few minutes of the movie." Yeah, and then you know maybe I could be like a ghost or something. Like he basically like I'll do a cameo of myself or whatever. So anyway, the 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 trailer looked really good and it looks looks good. 
man. And I had to check it's it an out. interesting storyline what they're going with. I don't know how they're even tying it into the supernatural, really. But the the, the title gives kind of gives it away. It's called uh, uh, Frozen Empire. Frozen Empire. And there's basically a, a second ice age that's descending upon New York. And they're trying to stop it. Or Didn't they already it. do a movie about that? They've done several disaster movies where <laughs> like the, you would see the Statue of Liberty like underwater. Like, that's it always was like the big... day after tomorrow or something. Yeah. There was like a, a movie. It was like the year 2012. When everything was supposed to like go sideways, and they made a that movie was more it. earthquakes. Day after tomorrow was about that, basically overnight ice age that happened. Yeah, I don't know how that works, but I think it takes a little longer than that. Ah, yeah, I don't know. It's been a while since we've had one, so. So it's your turn. Go with uh, your next. Uh, well, I'll just go with my my next. Uh, Jack Reacher is coming out with the new series on December 15th. Yeah, I saw that. There's a, a, a season two. If it's if it's as good as the first season, I'm in. Uh, me too. The first season, man, it really blew me away. Kevin Smith des- describes Reacher as Batman without the suit and like he cusses and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a, a vigil, like a real life vigilante. I tell you what, he's a big old boy. Oh, and they they don't let you forget it in the show either. They talk no, about that a lot. <laughs> uh, well, if you want to talk trailers, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Yes, put a trailer out. Oh, it's a trailer. I, I do. Uh, I listened to Kevin Smith's podcast, and he. Uh, I listened to it today, and he was talking. They were talking about that. And they were talking about how much money it costs to make those movies, but they make a lot of money, so I guess they're just going to keep making A lot making of money, them. yeah. Because all of those apes are 100%, well, maybe not 100%, but mostly all CGI. Yeah, well, yeah. Especially, uh, what was his name in the last one? Uh, Caesar? or I thought the last one was the first one without him. It might have been. I might not have even seen the last one, to be honest. I remember the second one. So if there's been, Funny, we watch so many movies nowadays that we watch movies we really like and can't remember them. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and they're so they space them out so far apart. Yeah, that's that's another thing. I need. It's almost like you need to rewatch all yeah. of them when you get when there's and, a new one. And when what new one does come out, there's so much other stuff. You're like, oh, I need to put a pin in that. Watch it later, and you just kind of forget about it. Hey, I'll watch it with you. It was good. Okay. But well, I'm trying uh, to remember definitely. if Caesar was even in that one. Yeah, like I said, I don't I think I'm thinking about the second one. Because you know they've they followed that storyline. Wasn't Mark Wahlberg? No, that was a whole different Planet of the Apes movie. That was the one they tried to do that for some That was like the work. remake of the original or something. Yeah. That was separate from all these, though, I think. I honestly don't remember. But look, when I was going through bunches of news, man, there's not a whole lot out. But every website I checked out 
is talking about the new Highlander reboot with Henry Cavill. Also, is that confirmed that it's going to be Henry Cavill? Because that was rumored. Confirmed. It's confirmed. Well, last time I was going to bring it up, but we kind of ran out of time. And so this here is kind of old news, but everything I pulled up today, one of the stories was about it. Hey, I'm glad. And we know, we, know guy, the, we know the guy knows how to swing a sword. Oh, yeah. Well, this guy, great. the director, Chad Stakowski, Stahelski, I'm butchering his name. I know I am. He is like a huge Highlander fan nice. of the whole franchise. There you go. So he swears up and down he's going to do this reboot justice and it's not going to be just a reboot he wants it to be more about the history of the highlanders and he wants it to feel more like a prequel and don't try to explain them you remember that movie where they tried to say they were yeah i can't remember they were aliens or angels or something but i'm like don't explain stuff it is what it is they're immortals they they compete there can be only one in the end the queen song i hope it stays uh, that is actually in one of the stories that they're keeping the song, but they're going to use it in a different way. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's going to be the uh, the title song or soundtrack song. They don't do soundtracks anymore. No, but it's going to be in the movie in a in a different light this time. So I mean that's that's kind of exciting. Imagine like 10, 15, 20 years from now when we're trying to explain soundtracks to kids. They're not even going to understand. Like, what do you mean? Uh, like, the the movies still have music. And I'm like, no, but you don't understand. Like, a CD would come out of the movie, but it was the movie's music. Well, you know, so like, well, we still, still got there. internet and can listen to it. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, it was on a tape or a CD, and it was the, the songs they used in the movie. And they're not even going to really get it. They're going to be like, I don't get what you're saying because we've got internet. We can listen to those songs if we want to. I'm like, well, just trust me. Soundtracks were cool. Yeah, because the the, the song they played would remind you a certain part of the movie. Yes. A fight scene or something dramatic. And think of all the bands we discovered thanks to soundtracks because it was a badass oh, yeah. movie. We remember hearing badass songs. So we'd go buy the soundtrack and we would discover like four or five more bands that were on there that we're not familiar with. That's how I that's how I found Kill Switch Engage was I think Freddy versus Jason soundtrack or one of them, one of the horror movies that had them on it. I was like, this band is dope. Let me go check them out. Oh yeah. Let me go to the Man, compact disc store and purchase their music. That's right, kids. We put down money for music back then, and they put music in our hand. <laughs> yep, in our hands, not just in our ears. In our hands and in our hearts. <laughs> so, unfortunately, the other news topics I have are not great news. Well, come up with something you got, and I've got a few more things I can talk about. One thing is, uh, evidently, all the the heads of Marvel have gotten together because they've released a few shows like Marvel's. I think Loki 2, Doctor Strange 2, Ant-Man, Quantumania. There's been some movies and some shows that have come out that did not perform well to, or to their expectations. 
and uh, which I actually finally watched a big chunk of Quantumania the other day, like the first half. I still hadn't got to watch it, and it's not bad. Um, of course, I just like Paul Rudd. Like he's a yeah. good actor. I hope he doesn't come out with a scandal or something. And get I mean, even if he does, it still ain't gonna change him as an actor. It's just gonna mean he's not a quite as a good a person. <laughs> he's not as charming as we thought. Yeah. No. Uh, evidently, the the these because these shows have underperformed, and I guess maybe the writer strike played into this decision. But they're tossing around this term that I've heard before called superhero fatigue. Mm. And they think that the entertainment industry is suffering from superhero fatigue. Like basically there's been too much of it. And uh, which I, I couldn't disagree. I gotta, I gotta agree a little bit. I mean, I've, I've, I think it's been great that we've been flooded with awesome movies that we told you. So we're you know, like when we were reading comics, like this should be a movie 25 yeah. years later. Finally, the old see, I told you but anyway, uh, they say that there's basically going to be less of Marvel stuff happening. They're going to cut back on the shows. And they, they mentioned uh, the, uh, the She-Hulk, how much money it, it was like something like 25 million an episode or something crazy like that. All that CGI, all that yeah. CGI and, and everybody complained about it and said the CGI wasn't good. And the show didn't do all that well. And they've had several shows that were kind of like, eh, borderline. Yeah. So, if you're a huge fan of Marvel stuff, I mean, they're, they're still making Marvel movies and they're always going to make Marvel movies, but they're just going to cut back a little bit. Well, I think uh, the Marvel may not, may not be terrible. I mean, sometimes less is more. Uh, yeah, I think the Marvels is the last movie movie they're going to come out with for a couple of years. I thought that was a show. No, the Marvels is a movie. It's in theaters. sure about that let me look that up and make sure i thought they said it was a show see that that goes to tell you like i don't even know the fact that i don't even know well it keeps popping up on all of my all of yeah, everything right. i've started 23 today. movie yeah but i think they're saying that's gonna be the last movie movie for a little bit but on the upside, they're of still that, making Deadpool three right now. We know that's happening. Yeah, but I think on the upside of this, maybe it'll give them more time to write a better superhero movie without flooding just everybody in it. Yeah, and that was part of the best part of what made Marvel so successful. They built this franchise the with the Avengers off of Iron Man, which at the time, wasn't even that big of a character in the comics. No, he was like a C rank. At like best. they didn't start out with like an A list, but now, now he Iron Man is you know A list because yeah. of the he started it all or they started it all with with Iron Man and built the Avengers on top of that, and it was just all killer, no filler. But oh now yeah, now it's now it's more like a lot of killer and some filler. You know what I mean? Well, they're stretched so thin. Yeah. And they're just basically making up storylines instead like, of oh, this is working. People like this. Just put it all going. out there. Make make every movie about every Marvel character all at once. 
And so that's where you get your, yeah, that's where you're getting your hero fatigue right there. There's too many options to go out and watch something. So. All right. What do you got next on the news? I don't know if you've ever sat down. I know you like the boys. Yeah. Which, you know, that's coming out next year, but they did that spinoff called, uh, Gen V. Yeah. And it's a series. I've heard it's like really that. good. I've been told it is it is really good. I've been told I need to watch it and it's really good. Yeah, you do. It's not as good as the boys when it starts out, but I have high hopes in season two, which has already been <coughs> renewed for season two. Um one big thing is is in the headlines. Uh, the news right now is uh, that Perry guy from Friends passed away. Oh yeah, I, I've seen that. Uh, Matt, was it Matthew Perry? Matthew Perry. Yeah, uh, I, I've definitely have seen Friends like at several episodes, but like usually like when other people were watching, I never did really jump on that train. But I had an epiphany today when I was thinking about it. You know. Uh, the 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 Joey character, he was the one that was an, an, a struggling actor, right? Yeah, and he would like get small parts here and there in commercials, and he never really like. I don't think in the show he ever really made it big as an actor. And I started, Not really. and I got to thinking. I wonder if that's inspired or influenced the character Penny from Big Bang Theory, because she was kind of like you know the funny one, like he was. Uh, struggling actress. She never really made it big. She made a, that that gorilla movie, and she did like a hemorrhoid commercial, and she never really took off as an actress. And I'm like, that's they're very similar characters. Never really would have put two and two together on that. Which I've watched Big Bang Theory all the way through so many times. I could go to like Big Bang Theory or trivia night and just clean house. I think. <laughs> Cause that was our go to go to sleep to show. And it, it was one of those that like, it's not like Netflix where you hit play and they're like, are you still there? No, no they'll just start in season one, played. episode one. And if you don't touch it, it's going to go all the way to the finale. Oh, that was yeah. season like 22. <laughs> like you'll it'll play morning and you don't know where you're at. Oh yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll go to work and come home and they're on and like they're two seasons. Yeah. Um, but another thing I was telling her, like I went down the mental rabbit hole thinking about that. I like how, like, I'm glad that they made those characters relatable in that, like Penny never made it famous as an actress, but she, they, like everybody had their happily ever after, but it wasn't necessarily what she wanted. And I'm like, well, that's more like, that's cool. Cause that's more like real life. You know, we always have dreams and aspirations of being a famous this or that. And I just, Really not in the cards for most people, but you know well, you find happiness was kind of the same way. I don't what know how friends. Bit I watched of it. I didn't watch the none of the. I don't even how many, how many seasons was it? I do. Don't get me to lie to you. It was a bunch. I only watched. I I could probably. I probably only watched like a handful of episodes, and Alicia, it was just because somebody else was watching. Alicia's it. in here. How did Friends end? Was it a whole big ordeal? She don't remember either. 
but she was a friend's person. Honestly, with Big Bang Theory, though, I was kind of late to the party. I like started was, season one shortly after it come out, I'd but it wasn't because it's later. something that I started watching. My roommate at the time started watching it, and I'd just, you know, immediately come home, sit down on the couch, and whatever was on, we'd watch. And, but I didn't watch it like y'all did. Matter of fact, I still haven't. I've only seen just a couple seasons. Every single episode's on Max right now. I've got so much other stuff that I'm trying to catch up and watch that. Oh, that brings me to another piece of news that I didn't have. I don't know why this triggered my memory. I didn't even have it in my notes. We've mentioned uh, Terrifier three coming out, but That's I found it. out today <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be Christmas themed. Like it, yeah, it takes place in Christmas. I was wondering why they're they're putting it out so soon after part two, because the the gap between Terrifier one and two was several years. The gap between two and three is like just a f- several months. And what's funny is the uh, the director or the, the producer who's doing it said it's going to be so controversial that he's making it himself and he's not even putting it out through a uh, major uh, film studio. Well, these are independent films anyway. No, but the last one was actually put out through a, a major major film studio i know part one wasn't i don't know about part two i haven't seen it yet I'm, i need to hurry up and watch it though because if it's christmas themed and we got christmas cut i've always said christmas didn't have enough horror movies part three is going to be distributed by Cinedigem corp which i know i'm saying that wrong yep c-i-n-e-d-i-g-m My last piece of news is that uh, Richard Mole, he was the guy. Richard Mole. He was the guy that played uh, the bald guy in Night Court. I used to watch Night Court with my yeah with my mom, and he was on in House. He was in a bunch of stuff, but probably the most relative to the podcast was he was the voice of Two Face and Batman the animated series. I did not know that. Yeah, he voiced Two Face, Harvey Dent. I yeah, Richard Mole, man, he's he was a great actor. That's like my favorite rendition of Two Face because he was more of a tragic figure. Like, I love Tommy Lee Jones, but his Two Face was just too silly and bizarre and crazy. Like, well, everybody in that movie was just over the top. Oh, over the top, yeah. And, Which yeah. the story of Two Face is a, is a sad story. It's kind of like a a tragic, like you feel sorry for him kind of thing. And he brought a lot yeah. to that to that character with his voice acting. The you know the tragedy of of the Two Faces story. Goodbye, Grace. Yeah, I didn't know he was the voice of him. That's uh it's kind of sad now. Sad er now. 1943 to 2023, he died uh October 26th. Yeah, I seen all in the news where he had passed away. He was in scary movie two. He was in the headless horseman. 
But that's all I've got as far as news. Uh, I've got like two more things, three more things. Uh, there's a trailer out right now called RoboCop versus ED209. Nice. It's I don't foot? know. I don't know if it's a movie. I don't know if it's part of a video game that's coming out or what it is. Maybe an animated thing or a, yeah, well, it looks a little bit animated, but it looks really good. Let me see what, uh, it's only, I guess this is a trailer. That's what I was thinking. It was a trailer. But I wasn't sure if it was a video game or, or if it was a movie, animated movie coming out. This looks like uh, one of those fan-made cuts of a video game. Oh, no, we'll have to follow up on that and figure out what's going on. But I, it looks like cutscenes from a video game. Yeah, it's a cinematic battle, but it's from 2023. It's 4K Ultra HD, it says. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's cuts from a game. Okay. Well, yeah, you know what? I guess if I'd read the bottom of the screen, it is from game clips. So, yeah, a lot of fans get, uh, well, because there's so many good cutscenes nowadays that are, oh, most yeah, I'm better than the game itself. And they'll put a bunch of it together to kind of like make a little storyline out of it. Uh, yeah, it, it's really good. We're at the 10 minute warning on our, our time limit before the okay. break. And I, I wanted to announce something, another big announcement that you don't even know about. I'm springing this on you. Uh oh. We were short on time. Uh, we're going to do a, a very small, uh, very quick, uh, probably five, 10 minutes tops at first. We're going to do something for our Patreons. We're going to do a, a, a show recap after this is over. So if you head on over to Patreon right after you listen to this, if you want some more of this show, You'll get a little bit more on Patreon at just the dollar level. And I know a dollar is, you know, a lot of money, but I guarantee you I've spent dollars on stuff way less interesting, believe it or not, than this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to start out at the dollar level. It probably won't stay that way. But I, I'm going to say for the rest of 2023, we're going to start doing these these show recaps. And it'll give like a sneak peek into like what we're going to try to do next episode and that sort of thing. Um, just a, a small little after show. And I must say for the rest of 2023, if you get in on the action now, it's only going to cost you a dollar. That'll probably change next year because if we keep doing it for a dollar, it may, who knows if it'll be, even be worth it. <laughs> so we're doing this for a dollar. But, uh, yeah, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get people more interested in our Patreon, and I think that'd be a fun thing to do. Just do a quick show recap, maybe give some insight on what we're going to do next episode, and maybe elaborate on some topics we talked about even more and stuff like that. Well, do we even know what we're going to do on our next episode yet? I thought well, we figured that out. Well, if you head over to Patreon after this episode, you'll find out. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I always well, I loved the. I loved watching Walking Dead every Sunday night, and then the Talking Dead would come on afterwards. I always thought that was just really cool because the show would kind of leave you wanting more sometimes, and that way you'd kind of get a little bit more. Oh and, yeah, and I like behind the scenes stuff. I like insights. I like. I'm a sucker for crap like that. Well, I've got one more thing to talk about. Uh, All right, shoot. And apparently, this has been out for a while, but I didn't know about it. It's a Doctor Who spinoff. 
and I'm not talking about Torchwood. It's called Tales of the Tardis. Yeah, um, that's is that the audio long. adventure? Yeah, I think so. Okay, the audio stuff is really big over in England. They do a lot of those, and they bring back like a long time ago. They even brought Tom Baker back for one. They yeah. had David Tennant. Like they get the old doctors to come back for like an audio episode, and some of them are really good. But they, yeah, they do a lot I, of that. I've never checked it out. I've heard some of the audio stuff, but I've never, uh, never really. Yeah, over in England, man, they're all about that. They're all about some Doctor Who. They want every bit of it. They want all of it. Well, now that I know about this, I'm fixing to uh, download BBC iPlayer, where all of them's available. And uh, there's even a story that explains how everything's possible. So that's that to me that that's going to be really interesting. Mm. And I'll update all the Hoovians out there if it's worth it or not. I love how we always sneak in just a little bit of Doctor Who every episode. I got to make that one person who eats us (laughs) happy. (laughs) Yeah. That one fan that emailed that us and they want one more. fan. <laughs> was that you? Did you do that? No, I didn't it, think was it was not me. It didn't look like, like, uh, I can't remember if it was a voice, uh, Google voice. You said, it was, you said it was an email. Yeah, I didn't recognize the person that sent it. I don't know who it was. It may have been because if, if somebody sends a Google voice, it'll send me a transcription as an email. It may have been somebody, I think somebody might have called and I, did, I didn't recognize the number. Okay. Yeah, no, it was not me. I promise. I thought maybe you grabbed your sister's phone or something. So like, <laughs> <just making laughs> some, some Doctor Who love there. No, that's a good idea, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just put this. I just planted the seed, didn't I? Hey, we won't. Okay, let me uh, let me go. Speak. Go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and pull up Facebook, even though we've only got a few minutes. Yeah, let's tell them. Well, we already told them what we're doing. We're, when we take our break, we're going to come back and read off our lists. And uh, me, you want me and you to do ours first, or we'll do ours last, or you know, it does not matter. Yeah. Uh, I'll uh, if you want to go first, then I'll, I'll come out next on it. Then we can go through and I'll read. Tell you what, since you're shooting from the hip, let's see what everybody else has to say because that might change your mind on some stuff. It might, and then we'll but- do yours. Okay, that'll work. All right. Anything else before we take a quick break? No, I think uh, I think I'm just four minutes and sixteen seconds to bury your soul. (laughs) Well, we got a whole forty minutes after this. Don't forget, uh, when I stop this, I've got to convert the files. Yeah, for them it'll be almost instant, but for me and you, it'll be a good 10-15 minutes. That's fine. So smoke them if you got them. All righty. All righty. Hear me? Yes, I can hear you. That was uh, that was actually pretty quick on the conversion time on that one. It was. I was kind of surprised. I really, I'm really going to get proactive about rebuilding this computer uh, right after Christmas. I got some more. I've got most of the parts to do it now, honestly. But I'm not just going to sp- spend any more unnecessary money on it right before Christmas. Uh, but afterwards, I'm going to blow a shitload of money on the podcast. <laughs> podcast, uh, D&D. Uh, of course. The things that are important in life. 
Yeah. And you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you this. Uh-oh. Uh, no, this is good news. Everybody knows we, we recorded kill J recorded a new album and it's been done a long time. Of course, because of the unfortunate, untimely passing of Shane, we haven't done a lot with it, but all of his parts were recorded months before he was one of the, he was, might've been the first one done with all his I think parts. He was the first one, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we've kind of just been sitting on it, waiting for the right time. And there's been movement in that department today and, uh, some good movements movement. always good. Well, I'll put it to you this way. Cause I don't want to say more than, and, and it not wind up being true. You know what I mean? Right now we're uh, we're trying to figure out a release date because it's possible we could put it out before Christmas. And I'm like, so are people have- really going to buy Kill J CDs for top stocking stuffers? I mean, they wouldn't make good ones. <laughs> I mean, you know, I would, but, but, but people also cool. notoriously don't spend a lot of money around Christmas time because they're saving money for Christmas presents, like me. Even though I did kind of drunk by Jason Funko Pop on eBay the other day, <laughs> like it came in the mail, and I was like, "What is this?" What <laughs> and I was like, "Oh art, yeah, dude. I sent." Well, what I did is I sent an offer, and on eBay it used to be you sent an offer and they would decline it, but now the way they do it is you put your payment information in when you send the offer, and yeah. eBay's like, "Look, if you accept this offer." You're getting this money. So it's making buyers a little less reluctant to accept offers because they're like, well, this is guaranteed money. If I accept this guy, this is not what I wanted more for this. But if I say accept, I'm getting that money. And so people are accepting offers more now, which is great for the consumer. But I I made an offer. Unless it's a drunk purchase. (laughs) Well, I know me and I know how frugal I am. I probably lowballed the hell out of him. And that's why I'm surprised it showed up in the mail. But yeah, that that's it for me. Like no more frivolous spending until. But anyway, I'm like people really don't spend a lot of money or, around Christmas time. So do we need to wait and release it at the beginning of 2024, or or do we need to like go ahead and try to get it out? And, and we'd be a little rushed because there's a lot and the music's done. The music's been done. We could have released this thing six months ago, honestly. So what would but, be the rush part? Uh, there's a lot involved with the, like when you, when you hold a physical CD in your hand, somebody designed every bit of that. And there has been artwork that we'll talk about later, uh, that's been s- submitted and it looks great. And we're all happy with, I, I think I showed it to you. I, I know I did. Yeah. Uh, Whether or not we're sober, <laughs> that's, just, that's a different, yeah. uh, you'll, 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 you'll see it. But uh, but there's a lot to it, like to set it up on disc makers, to get it ready for digital distribution, to do all the legal bullshit, even though nobody makes money anymore. I don't know why we have to do all that, but just in case somebody does make money off of it, it has to everything has to be legal. And oh, yeah, uh, it's a whole pro. It's not it's not easy to release an album. That's why when I tell people you have no idea how much you're supporting a local band if you buy their CD, even if you buy oh, the yeah. CD and throw it in the garbage because you want to listen to it on Spotify or whatever. Like there's a lot of work behind the scenes that has to take place to, uh, and money. It's not cheap to release an album. I do remember that part. Yeah. But luckily we haven't spent any money in a long time. So 
we've got uh we got enough finances available we're not gonna have to gonna do a a crowdfunded thing what we all would do is just ask that you support the band by purchasing the album you know well i got a pretty good idea go ahead I'm like we can idea. for our 200th episode we can put a little bit of kill j in it and then maybe for the patreon we can do a complete listen along hmm. and then do the actual cd release party after that but you know our our loving patrons can kind of get the uh the full uh pre-release yes yeah, someone that might be cool even though there are crossover listeners and fans they're also a big divide too like there's a lot of people listen to kill j that don't listen to the podcast and there's a lot of people listen to podcasts that don't give a rip about kill j and that's fine. I mean, it's two different worlds. I mean, it's just two totally different, even though, especially on the front end, we included music a lot in the podcast because we're musicians and that's what we do. And that's what we are. That's but, what I was going to say at the beginning of us. Yeah. The yeah, two things are, are very different from one music. another. So I don't expect every Kill J listener to be a fan of the show and every fan of the show be a listener of Kill J. But I don't think we would lose all of our listeners by going one episode out of the what's normal now. Yeah. Especially on Patreon. So that's, that's an idea. We can, we can kick that around a little bit. So, uh, anyway, let's get onto these lists, man. I'm excited about this. I always like interaction from our listeners and Hey, if we missed one of y'all because it got typed out on a, a share that we don't know about, I apologize. Let us know. Well, yeah, if that happened, just uh, email it to us. Email it to us, popculture, the number four real at gmail.com. The phone number, there's just a voicemail line. Nobody's going to answer it. That you can text or call at 662-767-4487. So. (laughs) That long pregnant balls again. So. I don't I don't think we need a drum roll or a huge shocker to to know who my number one is. I think I've talked about Jason Voorhees to know that everybody that listens, if you've listened to more than like two episodes or any episodes of this podcast, you probably know my number one is gonna be Jason. Love me some. So are Voorhees. you just gonna go ahead and read your top one or you want me to we're just gonna do everybody's. I'm just gonna. Go, I'm just gonna go through my my whole list, and then we'll do the next one, the next one, and then we'll end with yours. Okay. Uh, and and I hate to bombard this, this with disclaimers, but understand that like even if you're the last on this list, doesn't mean I don't like you. I love everything on this list. It was like well, me and did make the list. So me and Sean uh had this thing one time where and we weren't even doing it for the podcast. We were ranking all of our Metallica albums. We may have put it on the podcast, but he, I remember he he was like, I'm surprised you put this one so low. I'm like, well, the thing is I love all these albums. I can't put them all at number one, you know? So even if you made it to my number 12 or 13, doesn't mean I don't like you. I just, and, and here's another thing that I did when I was putting this list together, I wasn't really putting it together in the mind frame of 47 year old nasty. Now and now Mark Klingon, I was like, 
doing it like from the vantage point of young Mark Klingon because those movies hit me differently back then, and that's why I still love them now. It's because with me with with slasher films, the, a lot of it's nostalgia. It scared me back then. It don't scare me now, but well, except for The Exorcist, I, I really just it's it's a lot of nostalgia. So I try to make this list from that vantage point of what would like I don't know fifteen year old Mark, fourteen year old Mark put on on as his number one, two, three, four, five, et cetera. So anyway, I had to put Michael Myers at number two, much like the, the Friday 13th and all these franchises, really, there's been some fatigue and some hit or miss things here and there, but Michael Myers kind of started it all. I mean, uh, Sean Cunningham told Victor Miller when Halloween took off the movie, he told him to write him a movie like that, which Friday the 13th wanted up being nothing like Halloween. But I don't, I don't think you would have a Friday the 13th. It's basically not the way it exists now if you didn't have Halloween. And you just can't beat that first movie, man. Like, classic. And it holds up. I usually watch every Halloween season, I watch Halloween one. And it kills. Number three is your buddy, your old, your man, Freddie. Oh, Fred. And I got to be honest, I don't know that he could be high, this high up on the list if it wasn't for parts one and three. That Out of that whole franchise, part one and three, Dream Warriors was three, right? Yeah, I think so. You know what I wish they would do for the next Nightmare movie? Just do a sequel to part three. Like, they, they've been... <laughs> Well, no, they've been doing that in other franchises. These new Halloween movies were direct sequels to part one, and they just ignored all the other Halloween movies like they never happened. You could ignore, you could just do a Dream Warriors 2. Man, just call it that. Like That movie was so good. Like I could do a whole podcast on, wow, that movie's so good. And part one. It was just, a good movie. Part one, again, as a kid, I'm like, holy shit. A movie about nightmares you can die in. That's scary as a kid. Because nightmares are oh, really yeah. nightmares are scary enough already. But now there's a guy that can kill you while you're there. Uh Leatherface is number four. I remember again, I was a kid. I snuck over to Western Auto and rented a copy of, of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, my parents were away because I would have been forbidden to watch that. And you had to open the scene where the guys doing like the narration of the the news clippings. Well, we didn't we didn't have internet in like 1989 or whatever the hell. Like I thought that shit was real, dude. I was like that shit really happened. Based on true events or whatever it started out with. Oh yeah, and they were talking about like one of the guys got the gas chamber. I'll actually, you know what? I'm uh, hopefully won't we won't get flagged or kicked off the universe or the internet. I'll put a. Of a, a, a clip of that, I'll put a clip of that somewhere in the podcast. I may drop it in right here. All right. The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths, in particular Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young, but had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive, 
became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But man, when I heard that, I was like, whoa. So to me, that whole movie was like, whoa. <laughs> my Bill and Ted moment. Uh, number five was Pumpkinhead. I do remember you going through a big pumpkin head. I love it. We, we watched movie. all the movies. Like and some of the sequels are tough to watch. Pumpkinhead yeah. 2 was going in a good direction. But they just, I don't know if they didn't have the budget or. They, they that the one with the horrible that? CGI? No, that was the one that had uh, Ari Mahalaf in it with Lu- Lu- Luana Quigley. Lu- Why can't I say her name right? Leanna Quigley, right? Yeah, Leanna Quigley. Yeah, I was trying to say Luanna for some reason. Yeah, it had some 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 good like stars in it. I remember it was, that. One. Yeah, cinematically, it didn't just look that great, and but the 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 idea of like going back in time and trying to like see the pr- the past meet up with the present, it was a good idea. That that franchise desperately needs revisiting because you just can't beat. The original Pumpkinhead movie. It's it's a it's just a good story. I agree. It was a great movie. Now, uh, Anthony asked a good question for my number six. Was Pennywise the clown? Are we talking about the original Pennywise or the current Pennywise? I always say original. Tim Curry, you just couldn't beat him. But I I I'm pretty sure. I do remember him giving Bill Swashgard uh, his blessing to do it. But I'm wanting to say, and I could be wrong, that in an interview he had seen what what they did with the new It movies, and he was like good with it. Like he liked, like he he got it, gave it his thumbs up. Now I got to tell you, and man, rightfully so because. Tim Curry's the OG. Oh yeah. So he'll always get mad respect, but like this new one is on a whole different it's a whole different ball game. It is the creepiness. You know, if I'd have seen the remake of it first, I'd have been like, Oh yeah, Bill's got it all the way. Well, here's the here's the Tim Curry, man. That's that was the stuff dreams and nightmares were created out of. Well, you gotta think about something, and people don't don't realize this unless they're our age and and some people don't even know what this means but that was a made for tv movie it yeah. was not a box office movie it was yep. made for television and it, I remember for watching it to it be a made for tv movie to get that level of icon status because made for tv movies when we were kids are basically the modern straight to dvd like they didn't have a box office release at all well they were also like the network right television in- Channel paid to TV, get a movie made, but it was on regular TV. It wasn't on box office. Yeah, it didn't go to the theaters. You couldn't see it in theaters. You saw it on your regular yeah. program channels. Now later on, you could go buy like a, I think a VHS version of it or something like that. But yeah, you could rent it after that. But it's it's very very seldom that a made for TV movie is even remembered, much less thrown into like iconic, you know, franchises. Oh, yeah. You can never watch it on regular TV now. Where's my eight? I got to go Hannibal Lecter on number eight, man. That's Sons of Lambs. 
It was so good because you had you had two good storylines going at the same time. Well, you had multiple storylines. You had the 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 story of uh, Clarice, right? Clarice, and yeah. uh, you had the Hannibal Lecter thing, and the th- and the, the the relationship they were building there, and then you had the whole Buffalo Bill thing going on at the same time, and then and then it wanted to be in like an escape thing, like he, like there's just so many subplots in that movie. And it was so different for the time. And it's not really a slasher film. It's just like a psychological horror thriller. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even a horror. It was just one of those psychological, kind of like The Cell. Yeah. Which is underrated movie right there. Yeah, but. I agree. With Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. I could say a lot more about Silence of the Lambs, but uh, number nine, I put Art the Clown, man, because... I'm so proud to see a modern movie that comes out that gets like kids interested in those kind of movies again, because like some kids nowadays have look at, they look at like Freddie and Jason and stuff. It's like, ah, oh, that's what my parents liked. But, but like th- this is a slasher film and a great character that was created without a franchise, without a, without a, the backing of any major studio. This was completely crowdfunded. The way all original horror films were, basically. Well, they weren't crowdfunded, but they were very low budget. Very low budget. A lot of people back in the 80s and 70s when they were making slasher films, they were they described it as a lot of the process was was thought about. Like, you're, you're this far away. And for those that aren't watching, I'm doing the whole, you know, thumb and finger close together. They're this far away from porn. That's why they thought of horror and slasher back then. Yeah. And then they kept trying to rate it X too. But and that's why the was it MPA or MPAA, whatever you call it. NPAA. They kept cut making them cut down on the the violence and the blood because they were threatened to give them an X rating if they didn't tone it down. Which nowadays, by God, you could do anything. Well, you know, that's the reason uh I spit on your grave was banned. And Hell, so many countries at that time when it first come out. There's been a lot of horror movies that are in that are banned in other countries. All right, where was I at? Art the Clown. Yeah, yeah. I, had to give, I had to give him some love, man, because I'm glad that they're really keeping it alive for the slasher films. I think, I think people that are like in their teens and twenties are are watching watching Art the Clown movies and and being like, maybe I need to go back and watch some other slashers. You know, well, you know, that movie could have very well fit in the 80s. Absolutely. And been right at home. Absolutely. Number 10, I gave to Ghostface. And here's the thing. If I did this, I did this list, I think yesterday or day before. If I did this list again tomorrow, some of these may be different. It's sort of like, how how am I feeling today? Because, again, I love all these. But uh, the Scream franchise was another one that I was like, wow, you know, this was like in the nineties, a decade after all the classic slashers. And it really, it really brings you back to it. It was like the uh, terrifier of the nineties kind of. Yeah. And uh, it's been consistent. Had one of the best twists in it. Best twist. And now they've, they've kind of reinvented themselves and still to this day are relevant. Like I don't right think I've now, seen any of the new ones. 
I have, and they're good. Or the TV, the sh- the little TV show they had series. I didn't know they had a TV show. Yeah, there was a series about it for a little bit. Uh, eleven was Chucky. I like me some Chucky. He got more funny than scary at the end, but like that original Child's Play movie. Ooh, son. Yeah. That shit was weird, man. And they they used all part. There was no such thing as CGI. Number twelve, I have the Creeper from Jeepers Creepers. That's a great movie. Yeah, I would have had him. Actually, I would have had him higher up because I just really love that movie, the original. But th- that franchise as a whole kind of got weird. It sort of like got like uh, you remember that movie Tremors? Yeah. And then like every, they had to up the ante every movie after that. So now the Graboids can come up on land and then they could walk and then they could fly and then they could like live underwater and then they could like live in space. Like it, it just got kind of crazy for me. Well, it went from more of a horror movie to science fiction, funny science fiction kind of. Yeah. It got a little ridiculous. And after two, it just went downhill and that's when it just, it just become a, a feel good, funny movie to watch. Jeepers Creepers is a solid part one for sure. And the last but not least, and the only reason I put this one last and uh, all y'all can say, I told you so you were a hundred percent, right? I distanced myself from the Saul movies for some reason, because I, I guess I, at that point, the, 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 what they call it, torture porn movies just didn't appeal to me. Cause I, I'm into slasher, but everybody kept ragging me. Matt, you got to watch Saw, I remember when me and John sat with you and watched it. Uh, well, and Anthony was a big proponent of like, you got to watch Saw. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll watch part one. They're like, yeah, just watch part one. And I got to admit, you want to talk about a plot twist. How did I not see that coming? Nobody I mean, did. It was hidden in plain <laughs> sight the entire movie. I was like, holy shit. And what's cool is I read something that uh, said when he was filming that, that was actually him and the floor the entire time. Yeah. They didn't use a, and he a didn't just lay there for two hours for the duration of the movie. He laid there for every take, every cut, everything we didn't see days yeah. and days of filming. Probably. Yeah. He said he wanted it to be that real that he, so he just did it. it so that's method acting right there, buddy. Yeah. And that franchise has really, really gone the distance. If you think about it, it's gone further than most of these other franchises in a much shorter amount of time. Because you think there's been 12 Friday the 13th movies over a span of like 1979 to 2008. So under 40 years. But how, I mean, the Saw movie started in part one was in the late 90s. Now they've went all the way up to Saw 10. And then they've and you got to add that one spinoff uh, movies, Jig, no, not Spiral. And there's so one just called Jigsaw 11. or something, right? No, it's called Spiral. Okay. Uh, I think I've Jigsaw, literally only seen part one, but I liked it. Y'all were right, dude. It gets better and then worse. Uh, but but I mean, all of them's worth a good watch. And I'm not saying I refuse to watch them. It's probably something I'll, I'll revisit one day. Yeah. But I liked it. That's why I made the list. 
the only honorable mention, I guess, but just because it, I've talked extensively about how bad it messed up my childhood. Uh, would be, why wouldn't we say Reagan of the Exorcist? Because she wasn't the bad guy. She wasn't the villain. She was the victim, actually. So I guess the diamond on the Exorcist. Did they call it Asmodeus? Pazuzu, not Amodius. Uh, Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Yeah. Pazuzu is a fictional character who is the main antagonist in the Exorcist horror, horror novels and film series. Blatty, Peter Blatty derived the character from an Assyrian and Babylonian mythology where the mythic Pazuzu was considered the king of the demons of the wind and the son of the god Hanby. Yeah, I think Osmodius was uh, the Pope's exorcist. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. I was telling you about it a couple months ago, dude. It is great. Where'd you see it? It was um, just in theaters. Netflix or wherever it was it came out on. I watched it the night it came out on streaming. Hmm. It's really good. And you just rolled over and went to sleep. No problem. Yeah. Okay. I would need to call my therapist. That's the difference in me and you though. It's just demon movies. Exorcist completely screwed my world up. And I was an adult when I watched it. I was nine or 10. No, I was in my 20s. If I could go back in time, I would like throw the power breaker on the house when I turned <laughs> into that channel. <laughs> like, look, kid, you're going to need a lot of drugs and a lot of therapy and maybe some alcohol when you're almost old enough. Well, it, it just don't help because I'm telling you, I watched it as a young adult and it still messed my head up. Yeah. So that movie was just that powerful. But I've it, seen it. It holds one, up, man. It's, good. it's a good movie. I'm not shitting on it because it's good, bad. I'm shitting on it because it's way too good at, yeah. at, being, at being what it, it is. It, but I've watched every single one of them that's been out since then, with the exception of maybe one or two, and kind of desensitized myself from it. But the Probe's Exorcist wasn't nothing like the exorcist vaguely like it but it was just really really good and russell pro man i'm telling you he is a awesome actor but all right i'll go ahead and uh we'll start yeah, we don't have to elaborate as much as i did well, we i'm just, just going to write what they've got on here all right let's go they wrote anything we got good old jeff harris jeff he lives in what california now California. He's real big in the Ren Fair scene. And uh dude, he's living it up out there, man. Just follow good. along with Facebook. Good. I'm glad he's living a, a good life. I miss uh, he starts out with Hannibal Lecter. That does not surprise me. I, I could he, he even does a pretty good impression. Have you heard him do that? It's been a long time, yeah. Oh, the lamb's still screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, his number two is Pennywise, Tim Curry version. Nice. His number three, I don't know who this is. 
Anton Chirgu. They don't so that's say, something we'll have to look up. Well, I'll do that since you're reading. Anton all right. Chirgu? Yeah. C H I R G U H. His number four is Ghostface. His number five is Freddy Krueger. His number six is Leatherface. His uh, number seven is He was is the antagonist. Uh, Anton Chirgu was antagonist for No Country for Old Men. Okay. I did not like that movie. I thought it was so boring. I've seen it, but just looking at these pictures, I know I've seen it, but it was so long ago, I couldn't tell you anything about it. I'd have to rewatch it. I, like I said, I remember it, and I just remember how boring and how mad I was, mainly at the ending, but I, I won't wait and blow that up for anybody who wants to you know, go back and watch it. Uh, his number seven was Wishmaster. Wait a minute. And he said, ah, the rest are kind of boring. <laughs> That's not Cesar Romero, is it? Who? The guy that he favors him a lot. No, no, no. Okay. No. It's no, I can see the I can see the guy's face in, in my head. Javier Bard Bardem. He favors Cesar Romero though from uh the nineteen sixties Batman. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I I, I lost track. Where you, where were you at? That's all right. That was Jeff just listed his seven and said the rest were kind of boring. Oh man, you got to give some love to Jason now. <laughs> That's just rude. Uh, you want to read one of yours? You may just read all these, and then we'll go to yours. Um. Well, that gentleman, I had it. Wait, wait, wait. Here it is. Most of the comments I got were just comments about the list. Like Anthony asked, is it current Pennywise or the other one? Uh, well, then we can wait on that then until the end. Oh, uh, I, I, it always throws me up because throws me off because she goes on Facebook as Daphne, but I know her as Nikki said uh, her favorite isn't listed. Sam from Trick or Sam. Trick yeah. or Treat's one I need to revisit because I watched that movie and I liked it. Uh, but I remember there was a lot going on there, and and it was one of those days where there there was a lot of people in the background. Yeah, and I, I need to watch it when I can focus more on it. But I, well, uh, the guy who made Trick or Treat is still working on Trick or Treat Two. Damn, he said he wants it to be absolutely perfect before he releases it because he thought Part One was perfect. I like so it. I just need to rewatch it when I'm less distracted. I'll watch it with you, man. I, I already watched it for Halloween. I love that movie. Good. Let's do it. But yeah, Sam's on my list. Uh, all right. Nikki Frank. Her number one is Ghostface. She said because it's a memorable, most memorable from her childhood childhood i was like in college <laughs> no i was i went in college i don't think what year did uh, come out like 90 96 uh, we might have been seniors no i graduated in 95 so i guess i was in college 
I was in college in 96. Uh, our second is Freddie Krueger. She said it's always been a fave. Always been a fave? Yeah. Pinhead, another childhood memory with her father. Wait a minute. I didn't do Pinhead in my list. Where did I? How did I miss him? I don't know. I skipped him. I had him in number seven. Well, I've got all the all the names in the order that I I wrote them down, and I just put the numbers in front of them. Yeah, I, I got lost because I was running my mouth, and I missed Pinhead. I had him at number seven. Okay. Uh, Jason Voorhees, then Michael Myers, Leatherface. Chucky, Art the Clown, Jigsaw, Hannibal Lecter. And for Pennywise, she put unpopular opinion. She's just not a fan. Then uh, the Creeper and Pumpkinhead. I think she has a few honorable mentions. I like Patrick honorable Bateman. Mentions. Who? Patrick Bateman. Who's that? Uh, Christian Bale played him in uh, American Psycho. American Psycho. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm down with that. Which he played a phenomenal role in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Candyman. Oh yeah. Which the original was super scary. I don't think I've seen the remake. I watched it the other night. It's okay. It's hard to beat the original. Yeah, it's really hard to beat the original. I probably should put Candyman on the list. Uh, Leprechauns. Okay. And then Carrie, which I don't know if I would put Carrie as a villain. Was she a villain or a victim? That's what I was. She was more of a a victim of horrendous circumstance and bullying. And yeah, yeah. I guess that would make you a, a. villain sometimes but well, i mean she did kill a shitload of people with her psychic ability. oh yeah <laughs> so yeah i guess what but yeah they were being mean you know don't oh, don't, yeah. don't be mean to people you ask that's her list from her prom and shit and then uh brad odom chimed in so brad his number one is freddy krueger Literally the only character that ever made him legit scared as a kid and gave him actual nightmares. Nice. Which I think that's pretty much all of us. Yeah, I think Freddy did his job with that. And uh, for number two, he's got Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees. So, because they're, so they're tied for him? It's, yeah, he said it's just that classic slow walking, still going to catch you horror. Yep. Then he's got Jigsaw, John Kramer. It's a really combined horror and psychological thriller. Just in it, in, in innovative. Innovative. I agree. Innovative. There you go. Thank you. And different. Then he's got Leatherface, Ghostface, Chucky, Hannibal Lecter, and Pinhead. Then he's got under just lame Pennywise the Clown more so the Tim Curry version you're in denial if you disagree and uh. the Creeper 
And he said he's never saw Art the Clown or Pumpkinhead. Brad, I highly recommend you watch Pumpkinhead. It's a very good movie. And, and Sean uh, Frank told him, uh, said, uh, you haven't seen Terrifier? <laughs> uh, Clint. Which one did he, one, which one did Brad say go, go back up? Which one did Brad say was lame? Pennywise, the clown and the creeper. I think that's a generational thing because for, for him and his age group, he's a little younger than us. He probably saw the original Pennywise. It's like, well, he was just a clown that like taunted people, but we watched it when we were children, you know? Yeah. We had a different perspective on on clowns. Like clowns were creepy, man, back well, then. That like, the only and, good ones uh, were Bozo and Ronald. The rest of them were weird. Even well, Pennywise and the clown from Poltergeist. Cookie the clown. I was terrified of clowns forever. But uh, Clint Ritter said uh, Bud the Chud from Chud 2. And that's all he said. <laughs> yeah, Chud was actually a Decent horror movie. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but part two is basically just a, a comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like a parody of itself or something. It was weird. And then uh my childhood friend, Stacy Italiano, said Freddie. Yeah, we grew up together when I lived in Vicksburg. So back when I was like a little bitty kiddo. Uh, she said Freddie was her first love. His character is where he got his love. She got her love for all things spooky. Then she says Pennywise, Tim Curry, Hannibal Lecter, Ghostface from the 1996 Scream, The Creeper, Jigsaw, Pinhead, Art the Clown. Then she throws in Crip Keeper and Sam for Trick or Treat. And Vince Price was by far one of her most favorite scary movie actors. The rest of the list never really piqued her interest. Okay, I got to say bravo to some good deep cuts there. Vincent Price? Yes. He, he did more for horror in the 70s than I think anybody did in the 80s wasn't even the 70s it was way before that he was even in a couple of alice cooper songs like yeah but he started his acting in like the 40s listen to alice cooper's song black widow like he makes that song and he's not even singing he's just talking about black widows huh i have to check that out bloodbath of the house of death is one of my probably top even if you're not in my top 10, it don't mean that you're low because I, I like a lot of horror movies. But Bloodbath at the House of Death, the original with him, is in my top 25 for sure. I mean, he played uh, the original Dracula. Um, Bella Lugosi played the original Dracula. Bella Lugosi, yeah, yeah. Vincent Price did uh, original you know House of Haunted Hill. Yep. Uh, thriller, thriller, yeah. Um, shit. What was I gonna say? Oh, the character 
Peter Vincent, was that his name? Oh. Uh, and Fright Night? Yeah. Was based on him. I can see that. I think they wanted to get him to do it, but I don't think he was dead at that time. No, because that was came out in the early 80s. I think Fright Night came out in like 86, maybe. He wasn't dead, but for some reason, they wanted him to do it, which would have been awesome. But you notice that's another one that doesn't show any Jason Voorhees love. What was the other one that was a good deep cut? The name uh, of Crib Keeper, man. Yes. The original Scarathon himself. <laughs> but I agree. I love the Crypt Keeper. I love. He wasn't a villain. He was. He wasn't a villain. He was a, a uh, an MC. Like what do you call yeah, it? He was uh, just a storyteller. Like Elvira, you know. Of course, Elvira's had her own movies, but normally she just like narrated movies. You know, she was yeah. the Mistress of the Dark that like uh, DJ or VJ movies or whatever you call it hosted she was like the host but mistress of the dark was a good movie too yeah but like the crypt keeper she got famous for kind of like setting up a movie she got famous because she had really big cleavage and looked golf laying on that couch <laughs> yeah the first time I saw Elvira on TV, my my voice dropped from from its adolescence <laughs> to its manhood tone, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever this is I have now. I sounded just like this five minutes after seeing Elvira for the first time. <laughs> yeah, Stacy, she's a good bit younger than us. I'd say. Yeah. Probably about 10 years, maybe. I think her and Cheryl are pretty close to the same age. And again, it's a generational thing, even though she listed off some really good old movies. A lot of the people that that don't give off Jason love, I'm like, well, the last movie they made was in 2009. So you may not have had a lot of Jason interaction in your life yet. Well, I know she did because we used to watch all of them at our house and their house vice versa so oh shoot we're gonna get kicked off of here um let's do one more break and let's come back and wrap this up do you have any more lists yeah i got one two i got two more okay plus mine let me convert this and uh, run to the bathroom and then we'll uh we'll do those last two in the outro all righty good call oh. on hitting record that was see that's why this podcast cannot exist without you because you tell me to do <laughs> things that are important, like hit record. Because <laughs> if we don't hit record, nobody's going to hear it but us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mr. Sean Frank. Get closer Senator. to your microphone or something. No, closer. All right. There you go. Sean Frank's in his. Uh, his number one is Michael Myers. Oh, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Number two, Jason Voorhees. Nice. Three, Leatherface. Four, Ghostface. I don't really like those, uh, those, that string of two or three Leatherface like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remakes that came out in the 2000s. 
I thought those were actually pretty good too. Yeah. You remember that girl was looking for her boyfriend and Leatherface turned around and he was wearing his face. Yeah. I found him. <laughs> <laughs> He's right here. <laughs> I got his face on. Dude, that's horrible. We're laughing about that. <laughs> it's not real, man. <laughs> uh, where'd I stop? Uh, Sorry. Number four, it's Ghostface. Number five, Hannibal Lecter. Nice. Number six, Pinhead. Number seven, Jigsaw. Number eight, Freddy. Number nine, The Creeper. Ten, Pennywise. Eleven, Art the Clown, which I kind of surprised me it wasn't higher. Which Pennywise, though? He doesn't say. He just says Pennywise. I bet the new one for him, because he's like, what, 32, 6? Yeah. So So he's he's only nine years younger than us. No, 10 years younger than me. You're younger than me? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you say yes so definitively? Because we always talk about how you're older than me. Y'all always talk about how old I am, but I don't. I tend to avoid that subject. Uh, yeah, it surprised me that Art the Clown wasn't higher on his list. Because he really, really talks about Terrifier and like tries to help get the word out there on it. What were, where was Art on Nikki's list? Uh, well, it was about Midways. Okay. It was number six. Uh, then for 12, he's got Chucky. And 13, he's got Pumpkinhead. No honorable mentions? No. All right. Who now, Neil Starks, he's wrote a Neil. paragraph. I ain't heard from Neil in a long time. I'm glad, I'm glad he listens to the show. What's up, Neil? Well, I don't know if he listens or he just seen my post. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. Well, now he's got to listen because I mentioned him. Yeah. Like I said, he's got a pretty good paragraph here. Uh, number one is Sam from Trick or Treat, just because he likes him. Number two is Leatherface, and he says, come on, chainsaws. Fair enough. Uh, for three, he says, Michael Myers slash The Shape. Oh, just, deep cuts. Yeah. He was originally, known as, unstoppable he was originally known as The Shape. Yep. Number four. Wait, let me let me throw out one more uh, nerd trivia question for you about Michael Myers. All right. What was the original mask that they wore with, uh, in one? James T. Kirk. All they did was painted it and took the changed the hair on it. Originally, I heard they turned it inside out and put the hair on it, but later I heard that they painted it white and put the hair on it. So I don't know which one's accurate, but yeah. It was a, it was a Captain Kirk Star Trek mask. Yep. And he didn't even know that. It's like nobody knew it until they kind of mentioned it. Everybody just knew it kind of looked semi-familiar, but it's the hair that really throws it off. 
Yeah. But, but but when you compare them side by side, you can see it kind of. Oh, yeah. Which masks in the 70s were kind of. Well, it was just that plastic mask with the piece of elastic on back of it. I mean, I had a couple different kinds of those growing up. No, this was an actual rubber mask. They bought it at a drugstore from what I heard. Oh, did they? I thought and it was just a plastic they, mask. And they put and they put a hair on it. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, his number four says Jason, but like part two, Jason, just some crazy killer in the woods, not some invincible muscular version. I like sackhead, Jason. Yeah. I nothing wrong with those sackhead. Nah, nothing at you all. Bought me, you bought me the sackhead figurine like three years ago for Christmas. It's proudly on display in my Jason museum. Yeah, I sure did. Yep. Uh, number five, he says creeper, but he likes it better in the story before you find out he was supernatural. Mm. Okay. Uh, Hannibal evil, <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. He's just evil. Pinhead is just a classic. Yep. Art the clown, but he wishes he wasn't supernatural. Just some killer clown would have been uh, way crazier in his opinion. Which is kind of true. Did he really get supernatural in part one, though? Because that's the only one I've seen at this point. Yeah. I mean, dude, he blowed his back of his own head off. Oh, yeah. If you could survive that, that would make you probably a little bit supernatural. Well, not to mention his resurrection at the end of it, more or less. And by the way, just to be not too nerdy on the Jason stuff, Jason wasn't officially supernatural until part six. No, that'd be part three, Bubba. Well, I have a whole theory that I won't do. He was hung and stabbed and had a hatchet uh, axe in his head. In part six, he was raised from the dead. He was supernatural at that point. I would just let, let, let's just move on because I could do a whole, a whole yeah. podcast right here. Uh, let's see. We stopped at nine. Ghostface. He likes the jump scares. Oh, yeah. They got some yeah. good ones throughout the whole franchise. Even the bad ones had some good jump scares. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was one thing Scream was good at was the whole jump scare. Uh, then he goes number 10, Chucky. He's not a huge fan. Pennywise, eh. Jigsaw, he thought the guy was just a dick, although he did like the first one. Freddy, the first one was scary when he first saw it, but over time, he realized he was just a murderous pedophile, and they should have just <laughs> kept setting his creepy ass on fire. <laughs> and then Pumpkinhead, he didn't care for it, although the first time he saw it, he was being told a ghost story as it played in the background. The story was great, but the movie was eh. And he said there are others not listed that he would rank higher. Uh, but this is what he listed off of our choices. And he added Sam. All right. Well, evidently through all these lists we've read, I've I've really made a mistake by not adding trick or treat, but I like that. I like that we're getting a lot of uh feedback. Yeah. And I like that Neil elaborated a lot on his. 
We've had a lot of elaboration on them. I like that. Yeah. And the people that did add their honorable mentions uh, was really good. Yeah. I mean, I almost put Candyman on the list, but at that point, I was like, I, I can't put everybody. Like, I could put 20 more people on that list, honestly. Oh, yeah. But it already, because you got everything from the mainstream horror fans to like the hardcore and there's already people on the list that other people don't even know who they are. Yeah. No, man, I think the list was well rounded out. I think it was solid. I put a lot of thought into it. And like I said, I like the honorable mentions because you can't please everybody in a list. No, not when you They're give always them about why didn't you, why didn't you add this guy? Why do you that? Well, that's up yeah. to you. Like you, you have the right to give honorable mentions. There's, Yep. Absolutely. hundred percent welcome. And, and the, the one honorable mention that's come up the most so far is the trick. Is Sam. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which makes me want to watch that movie again. But I said, we'll watch on Patreon. Hey, that works for me. Uh, so does Alicia want to go ahead and read hers or you are you going to knock mine out? Alicia, you ready? She's kind of camera shy, even though. Well, it's not going to be on camera. Get your nest made. You're causing me to edit. Damn, how long is your list? <laughs> I have a whole notebook. Good. Well, she made her, she made her list while we were doing our list. And I was like, well, well good. And, and I was like, where are my glasses? Because she wrote it on a piece of paper. And I'm like, I can't find my glasses. She's like, you want me to just read it, don't you? I was like, there you go. <laughs> so here. Well, hey, I started looking at it last night, and I don't, I'm not really fans of hardly any of these movie franchises. Because I like the Damons, you know, where Mark does not. So my number one is Hannibal Lecter. Nice. He was he was creepy as hell. And I still, to this day, like he he said, are the lambs still screaming and all that stuff? But I still, to this day, can't even say lotion without <laughs> without saying the line behind it. It pushes lotion on the skin or, or else it gets the hose again. again. I'll kill your dog. Don't make <laughs> me hurt your dog. <laughs> um, then the next one is Pinhead for me because... So I had right. David and Anthony that were older than me that watched this stuff with, you know, little bitty 10 year old me. And I just, I really just remember the guy being sucked into the mattress by blood or something. And we watched the newest one when I was in Missouri and that I was, was great. It was good, but I was scared to watch it because of, my 10 year old self. So that's how I put it. <laughs> number two, my next one's Freddie. I know you love Freddie. Oh yeah. Then it's Michael Myers. Uh, just because I just remember more about it. Yeah. Uh, I know Mark is disappointed in me for both of those, but I mean, I can't help it. I'm sorry. Ghostface, but it was really just two little shits sharing a mask, right? Yeah. You know? The first one was, yeah. But it came out in the 90s, which is, you know, when I thrived. 
then it was Chucky. The first one. Now, he got too comical. So did Freddy, but you know. Then number seven is Jason. So, and then Art and Pennywise are only number eight because I don't know who anybody else is. I've never well, seen. Fine. I've never seen Leatherface. Maybe I've seen Pumpkinhead, but it was too long ago that I don't remember. Maybe we watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre together after we went to the gas station where it was filmed. Are you sure? I'm yeah, I'm positive on that. Even though nobody heard what Mark just said. Me and you went to the gas station where it was filmed. I mean, I know and that we, we did that. Watched it. But I still don't. I don't remember it. We was probably drunk, baby. We were drinking. <laughs> but I will say this as my honorable mention and Anthony and I agreed on this when we stopped back by Gulf Shores on our way from Miami. None of these people are scarier than the old preacher man from Poltergeist. <laughs> I don't know. There's He was scarier. on my first list that y'all that I ever did with y'all. Yeah. The old man in Poltergeist. He's creepy as uh, he's creepy, creepy. Like he's scary. He's the things that nightmares are made of. But is he a villain? Because he was trying to warn him, wasn't he? No, he was trying to get Carol Ann to go to the light. He was trying to take her away. And I, I, I don't know. It's been a long time since I watched any of the poltergeist, but like I'm it's been a long time since I watched the original, yeah. I'm scared right now because I can just see his old creepy face. <laughs> And what's funny is a lot of people, a lot of people put posted him as a meme on my page for uh, Halloween. There was like nothing scarier, and then they posted that guy's picture. Yes. All right, I'm gonna do my honorable mentions first. But like I said, here's my question to Alicia. It's a very good list, by the way. Uh, but to me, the preacher. I agree. I mean, the, the that guy you're talking about was definitely creepy. Just, just looking at him. But to me, he was like the crazy Ralph of Poltergeist. You remember crazy Ralph always warned people about Crystal Lake. Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna death curse. You're all doomed. You're all doomed. Like that. That's kind of like what he was to me in Poltergeist. I don't know if I considered him a villain. Did he really? Did he kill anybody or cause anybody danger? Or was he just a weirdo? He wasn't. Crazy? He wasn't a main villain. But he was trying to get her to go. Well, no, the psychic lady was the one that kept saying go to the law. No, the psychic lady told her to stay away from it. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Man was trying to get her to go to the I have to admit, it's been a long time since I've seen Poltergeist. And I did watch a, uh, and you would probably like this, especially the episode about Poltergeist. There's a show out called Cursed Films. Yeah. Because there's there's movies out there that they believe are cursed. And part of it is because the, the Carol Ann girl died like not long after. And a bunch of people that were in the movie died. And they said that like the skeletons they used in the pool scene were real skeletons. But, you know, that was not uncommon for back then. That's what blew my mind is the, the guy that did the special effects was like, yeah, they were real skeletons back in the 80s. If you had skeletons in a movie, most of them were probably real. And like this is just, something else. You just so like, or you can go to realskeletons.com on AOL or something, I guess. I don't know where they got real skeletons because you just they get, get them from you get them from a medical a medical library. Yeah. You just buy them. 
And they were but real skeletons. Most most of the Disney theme parks that had skeletons in it in their rides were real skeletons. That's crazy. The uh the Pirates of the Caribbean. Can I donate thing? my skeleton to a Disney ride? No. I would not now. They got them all replaced. All but mm. one. You can donate don't. your body to science. <laughs> they probably need to. <laughs> they check that liver. <laughs> How did that liver survive 47 years? <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is my list. Right, and you're going to shoot from the hip. Right, here we go. I'm going to shoot from the hip. I'm going to start out with one honorable mention before I forget it. Okay. The tall man from Phantasm. Phantasm. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Come. I, I almost put him in the list. He was creepy. Uh, Anthony mentioned him. Alicia, Alicia just said. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, oh, when we were she, talking about it. When she said uh, the preacher. It sparked that memory because that's the first person I thought of whenever everybody kept posting that. I was like, oh, the, the tall man. Phantasm is a very underrated movie. The first two were really good. Basically for first time. Beyond that, uh, I think there's five of them. I bought the entire box set. I didn't even know. Years I didn't ago. even know there was a Phantasm three, four or five. I just watched the first two. I know there's a three and four. And I think there's a five. I have to break that box out. I watched three of them, and I just really couldn't stand it after that. <laughs> uh, but all right, this is my first three: Freddy Krueger, what? and Pinhead. Okay, my first three. Start out strong. My number four is going to be Sam. Number five, Pennywise the Clown. Which one? I mean, I've already said it like five times. I just wanted to clarify. Yes, Tim Curry, of course. Not saying that Bill did a bad job by no means. No, he did not do a bad job. He did a great job. He did as good a job as you can do to a follow-up legend. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. I mean... No pun intended, but he had big shoes to fill on that one. Nah, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> All right. Uh, number six, I will go with Art the Clown. Okay. Just a fresh face in this new genre right here. That, And he's funny. I mean, he's, yeah. he's funny. But pretty damn brutal, too. Oh, very brutal. Uh, then we'll go seven. I'll say Michael Myers. Damn. Eight. He made, he, made, he made it lower down on the list than I thought for you. I'm not. I'm not big on Halloween or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Really? Uh-uh. Hmm. Good to know for uh-huh. future Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but dude, being on the list is by no means a bad thing. Right. Like I, I mean, said. I like I said, my number again. 11, 12, and 13 are, are movies I love. Yeah. Uh, so, Leatherface, Michael Myers, then uh, Chucky. The first Chucky, of course. Oh, yeah. Then Jigsaw. The first Chucky was more supernatural because it had all the voodoo shit. Well, all it. of them. All of them were until you got to that reboot. 
Yeah. Then that reboot went all Megan. Yeah, you're right. It kind Which, of, Megan is also an honorable mention of mine. Even though it's movie. AI, but uh, it's a good movie. Yeah. Then uh, Pumpkinhead, The Creeper, Hannibal Lecter, and Ghostface is my last. Ghostface is your last? Yeah, it's after. I mean, the first screen movie was great, but I didn't think it needed a franchise. Okay, I mean, there were some bad ones, but these. What what I think you should probably do is pay attention to the ones they've released, like in the last five years. Well, I watched that that last one they had out where all the original cast came back. What? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that and, was maybe uh, Scream Six. I don't remember, uh, but it was pretty good. But I mean, it was too. It was cliche, I guess. You kind of guessed who the killer was going to be. So now, like I said, after the first one, it just to me it just kind of eh, petered out. There's one person I want them to bring back. W- what is that guy's name? He was in Good Girls. And he was on Scream. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You gonna look it up? I'm I'm getting Alicia to. You're not talking about Matthew Lillard, are you? Yes. They they need to bring him back for one more, like a surprise appearance. Matthew Lillard, he don't even plays D and D as his own D and D company. Yeah, uh, Sundry and Geek and Sundry. No. No, no, no. Oh, that's no. His is uh, oh damn, Clint will be mad at because we talk about it every Sunday. I'll think of it later. It's getting late. Yeah. Speaking and of especially which, if you want to do that Patreon, yeah, we may have to do that tomorrow, which is fine. That'll All give right. me time to edit this and and get some ideas in my head for for what our next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to start doing that though. That's fine. I'm trying we to entice people to get interested in our Patreon because if you like this show and you want to support it, that's the best way to do it. And we're not just asking for your money; like we're giving you stuff for it. Like if you give us a dollar, you're getting a lot of content that you're not going to hear on this ta- this channel or whatever you call it. Not to mention, you get a free sticker. I had to go back and look up what all you get. I'd have to look up at the different levels, but yeah, I know at the top level you get a T-shirt, and at the lowest level you get a lot of stuff too. Because yeah, is that all? Is that all of our lists though? Uh, that's everybody that I've got. I don't think I've looked over anybody. If we missed you somehow, let us know because, like I said, there was a lot of people that shared the the post about the list. And then there were some people that commented on the post that was shared, but I we just looked up the the ones that we saw on the the one we shared. I mean, yes, yeah, only one I could find, and we didn't have any on our voicemail line or direct email, so we just kind of had to go by Facebook on this one. We have a Twitter or slash X account. I don't know if anybody pays any attention to it, but but you can you can interact with us there. I think. All I really do on our, our X account is post 
a new episode. The links to the new episode. I was trying to see if I could find where people shared mine and look up that way, but our Instagram is pretty active. But I don't know how to tell people to find us on Instagram. I guess you just type real pop culture on Instagram. Uh, I believe so. If you give me one second, I'll pull it up. I'm so like social media illiterate. Like my band and my podcast were probably a lot better off if I knew how to TikTok and twerk, but <laughs> real underscore pop underscore culture underscore. There's an <clears throat> underscore at the end. No, real underscore pop underscore culture. That's our Instagram. That is our Instagram. I usually keep it fairly updated. Uh, yep. Well, last well, when one I post I was, a, it was 194. So. Well, when I post an episode from the Podomatic platform, it pushes it out to like Apple, to Spotify, to like probably 50 different platforms. But like social media wise, our Facebook is pretty active. And our Instagram's fairly active. Our X account, all I do on it is post links to new episodes. So the uh, I'm maxed out on my social medias. Well, one thing you can do on your social media is when you post something, you can link your Instagram and whatever else to it. So when you post to one, it automatically posts to the other. If somebody wants to be our social media manager and loves doing a lot of work for very little to no pay, hit us up. <laughs> I mean, we'll give them a free Patreon. At least. Uh, and a shirt and a sticker. Yeah. We'll give them a shout out and and, and, and a heartfelt apology. <laughs> <laughs> Go on over to Patreon after you listen to this. Is is it patreon.com slash real pop culture? I think. Or if you just go to Patreon yeah. and search real pop culture, you'll find it. And listen to our after show that we're gonna start doing for every episode. I think we should do a big one for the 200th. You know what I mean? Because that's a big milestone. 200 episodes. That's uh I mean, I know there's podcasts out there with like thousands of episodes, but like we have no sponsors, no budget, no money, no talent. 200 episodes <laughs> is a big deal for us. <laughs> no motivation. <laughs> no goal. We've got, we've got motivation. It's just it kicks in at weird times and it, we pick, we've picked up, we've picked up our stride. Yeah, we've started getting back in the swing of it. We're picked up our stride. We're back. When I said we're back, I meant it. And we've done this is the third episode within like a month of when I said we're back. So I'm holding true to my word. Yeah. We're, and, we're, we're and, and we're cranking out steady. Patreon content and everything else too. Now we just got to fix this uh, video YouTube and part. 
A big part of that is what I was talking about earlier. I gotta I gotta rebuild a new computer. And I've got a lot of the parts for it, but uh after Christmas and January, I say by the end of February, I'll have a good I'll have a good computer for this. Hopefully by then I've got my house started on and because my media room is going to be a big part of my our, my setup. Yeah. But then again, hopefully I can be start being over there more when we're doing it. And we can, you know, both be on the camera. All right. So what, what did we learn from this episode? I'll tell you what I learned. Under- Give people a list and you're, and they will follow. I learned two things. Thank you all for your lists. I love interacting with the listeners, but I also learned that don't underestimate Sam. I'm telling you, man, Sam's a force to be reckoned with. We're going to find out because we're going to do a watch. We're definitely, I've done decided me and you are going to do before next Halloween season, which is the month of October for real pop culture. We're going to do a Patreon episode where me and you watch Trick or Treat together and do commentary. I think we need to start doing one a month at least. Just for the Patreon, of course. That'd be a lot easier when you start coming over more. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, that's the only way we can do it. Because me and you watch movies when we're together a lot anyway. Yeah. And we, we can try to find a way to film it. Matt set up the GoPros, but and just see how that works. What episode is this? 196. We are closing in on 200 hard. We're almost there. Thank you for listening to Real Pop Culture episode 196. We've been broadcasting live from high atop the first and only floor of the Killjoy headquarters at the Killjoy Ranch. Love you, bye. Love you, mean it. You are now in a deep sleep. Can you hear me? Good. Now, Harvey, I would like to speak with your other personality. I would like to talk with Big Bad Harv. I don't think he wants to talk. He must if we're to help you. Please try. Big Bad Harv? Speaking. It appears you and Harvey are having trouble again. The guy's a wimp. Well, Harvey has special problems. When he was young, he felt very guilty about his angry feelings. So guilty that he hid them deep inside until they became an illness. You, Big Bad Harv, represent these angry feelings. Everyone feels anger. 
And it does no harm, as long as it doesn't result in bad behavior. Once Harvey understands this... Then maybe I'll go away. Right? Well... I'm going nowhere, Missy! If anyone's leaving, it's Mr. Goody Good! And maybe you with him. Did I do this? <laughs> 